0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Attention. Initial. You
2: have the power and you can do System it. Party. Ready? Ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Welcome back. Every single one of you out there has the power to motivate and take their dreams beyond anything you ever thought possible. It's time for another episode of Trust and Believe with Sean T. Come on, y'all. Jump! Three, two, two, one. Now, your host, Sean T. So first I'm just going to let you guys
3: introduce yourselves So I'm Gideon Conley, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland I'm a Paralympic track athlete I'm currently still in the Air National Guard um, Stationed out of Baltimore, Maryland And um, my career and progression path is basically to make The 2020 Tokyo Paralympics and Worlds next year And what events? 100-200 meter, I'm strictly a sprinter And we also have Brittany in the room.
1: Yeah. We don't know if
2: she's going to talk, but it's Gideon's amazingly beautiful. Aw, thank you. I can tell her her over and over again that she's beautiful because I'm gay, so it doesn't even
1: matter. I'll hear it over
2: and over again. I mean, I'm I'm juvenile, but you know what I'm saying? You're safe.
3: Like, everything's cool. She had somebody stop us the other day, like, straight out of the subway. And she pulled her headphones out, and she turns around, and she's, I'm on my phone, like, looking at my phone, like, texting. And she, she goes and turns to her and she's like, I don't know if this is, means anything, but if you guys are a couple, you're extremely <laughs> beautiful together. Uh-huh. It's Ken and it, made, it made my day. <laughs> no, so,
1: made- so,
2: and you know, it's interesting because a lot of people are afraid to stop people on the street to give them a compliment. Mm-hmm. Exactly, that's what
1: I told so. him. I said the fact she took the time to take her headphone out and like just approach us with something so random. I was like, that's so sweet, especially yeah. in such a big city like this. Um, I wasn't expecting it.
2: It's amazing! It's amazing that you guys are all of you guys. You guys are all very good looking.
1: Takes one to know one. I, appreciate <laughs> it. I mean, no, you <laughs> You know, it was interesting because we met the other day um, in the USCA
2: presidential suite, and it was kind of interesting that Mike Tyson kind of brought oh. us all together. Yeah, <laughs> was. Yeah, but you know what was so two things that I thought was very interesting. You guys didn't know. It was me. I don't think at first, right? Just mm-hmm. at at sight, I should have started screaming. Maybe you would have. And you know, not until like a few minutes later did I know why you guys were at the U.S. Open. So let's let's
3: tell the audience why you even came to the U.S. Open this year. Okay. Um, so the USTA Foundation hit up Mitch mm-hmm. and. David, David Slade hit Mitch up and was like would you guys like to come out and sponsor our veteran appreciation through the US, USTA Foundation and bring come out and be a ball person um, go through the whole tennis experience and they brought us out they I actually you know made my own prosthetic just to come out here and handle this role and we said sure you know we didn't know what it entailed or anything like that. We thought we were just going to come out here, and we we're just going to meet ball people and you know work with the players and you know maybe get some some cool autographs or whatever. But then <laughs> <laughs> it just turned out to be like I mean we got presidential suite. We got to meet you, Mike Tyson, Jewel, Jewel, Deborah, the beautiful Deborah Messing. Messing. I mean
2: I know and you that is so eds. wild. I, I, that was even wild yeah. for me. I was, yeah. Yeah. and every year I'm in the suite. I mean, every year, mm-hmm. you know, I actually like hosted the auction with um, Alec Baldwin. Well, mm-hmm. I, I hosted it. You know, what he did, he was the auctioneer. Mm-hmm. I was the auctioneer a couple of years ago. It was so, and it was—it's crazy to just be in a room with all those people. I think even as celebrities or mm-hmm. as a celebrity, you know, just walking around and. I met Joel for the first time that night. She was like, "Oh my god, do your workouts! I love you!" Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like that's. Weird. And then Mike yeah. Tyson's like, "I hate you." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the internet that room is is pretty spectacular. But
3: continue. Um, so with what I was saying, you know, we got to meet all these incredible people. We got the chance to uh, just talk to big businessmen and just pick their brains. Uh, for me, it was definitely on your level because we're on the fitness level. Yeah. I'm not. What do you do? Again, I can't even say your, type, your job title. Operations research analyst, mathematics. Right. So He's a mathematician. I can't talk to somebody on that level about that kind of stuff. Right. So it was definitely cool meeting you and Mike Tyson and yeah. having that vibe. But you know, just to come out here and be able to have this opportunity, and then for me, I had to pot and put it in perspective for me because I'm a track and field athlete. So when I meet you know Tyson Gay, Justin Gatlin, Mike Rogers. That to me is like oh, that's, that's like one of the greatest people That ever ran track in yeah, history yeah. And you know we're out here And you know I see Serena Williams And I'm like oh okay now I can I can kind yeah. of you know, relate to that Because that She's like the best athlete in tennis Like she is the number one Everybody knows who she is Everybody wants to meet her right. So I had to kind of put that in perspective And then I'm like okay this is like This is like the world championships For track and field this is like the Olympics for tennis, you know. Yes, tennis is in the Olympics, but it's the same. It's the same thing, and everybody's like, "This is such an honor to be out here." And you know, we talked to all the ball boys, and they all said, "We do this just because we get to be around the players. We get to experience the the thrill of the crowd. We get to experience Arthur Ashe Stadium, which nobody ever gets to go into. Um, it's just it's legendary for them. So with all that." You know, we're learning because none of us really knew tennis. To yeah, that's where you came I You didn't really. I, I did. Um, I played recreationally. I played tennis and racquetball. But, uh, you know, growing up, I was football, basketball, and track. For me to
0: transition, like, to go from being, uh, you know, an athlete into the role of, like, all right, now my, now my role is to support the athletes, you know. Yeah. But all these guys are these guys my friends, though, too. And so I actually think that made it unique because I had the pleasure. Of being able to now like go to work for my friends and like yeah. mm-hmm. promote my friends and help ensure that like my friends are getting their story told respectfully um, and in a way that they're going to be proud of right we want everybody to be proud you know show their mom and dad or you know show their cousins show their family like hey like this is me this is what I'm up to now you know sure you, you were with me you know two years ago when I was hurt or what have you when I was in the hospital bed you know but now check it out like we're able to go and do these things we're able to Adapt our lives um, and and still accomplish you know great things in sport and within fitness. Um, sure, we might take you know a few extra tools, uh, you know a few extra mm-hmm. hours at night, like replacing rubber soles on prosthetics. <laughs> um, you know we may have to do it every single day, like we've been doing it out here with Gideon's leg. Um, but it doesn't matter because we've already you know we we came together years ago in a in a way that. Um, Organically promoted adaptability as a human, and so when we came together, we weren't just like looking at each other, you know, as as hurt or injured people. We, you know, we were coming together at a time where we were all vulnerable.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds.
0: Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: And we all just had something going on that that hurt emotionally, physically, spiritually. Right. And because we learned to be more adaptable together, um, it helped us form another family. Right, right. And, um, and that unique piece that I think we're all pretty proud of is that you know, we, a group of us, you know, about eight of us now, um, have formed this little, the little we call it our little pineapple family. Youngest
3: to oldest, who's the youngest? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right, so uh, I'll start off with my childhood. Childhood growing up, I grew up without a father. My father left when I was uh, born. Like he wasn't around. He had a drinking problem. Um, my mother had, you know, she had like substance abuse problems. Uh, a lot of she smoked a lot of weed. She drank and she um, she did coke on occasion, but. Basically, I grew up through all that with my mother. She left at the age of um, 14 mm-hmm. is when she finally decided that it was it was her time to leave and move on. And she wanted, she just said, I think you're a strong enough man to subside on your own. So she left me at the apartment. She left. I walked um, to my uncle's house, which was about another county over. So I probably walked about 30 miles. Uh, got picked up by the police at that point, um, went into the foster system, but my uncle was able to obtain me. He raised me from I want to say he was four, I was 14. You know, he raised me from then till all through high school. I went from one high school to another because my mother decided to come back, and then she wanted me, so she tried to take me out of that home. And I was I was perfectly stable in my uncle's house. I was fine with it. I was content with it. Um, you know, my mother was being beat by her boyfriend, and he would beat me as well. And it was just it, it wasn't a very good relationship because I would defend her. I would get beat. Uh, you know, vice versa, they would beat on me. So it was just a lot of like physical stuff that just didn't need to be in my life. So I decided to leave, go to my uncle's house and she tried to get me back Uh, I fought the court system at that point I was almost 17 so I was like I don't want to deal with this I just want to live my life the way I want to live it so I went back and my uncle got custody of me again he decided that at that time he wanted to adopt me but it just didn't it didn't make logical sense to adopt me because I was already 18 at the time um at that point, I graduated high school, and he just said, he was like, you know what? He's like, I think it's a good opportunity if you move out on your own at the age of 18. So I was like, okay, um, I respect that. So I left, uh, went live with my cousin, which has always been there for me and my other uncle. My uncle, um, foster care would not let me live with my uncle now that I like call him and I call my cousin my father because of the fact that he was gay. And he had PTSD from being in Vietnam. And he was just too psychotic to be able to live with. So I moved in with my cousin and his wife. They took care of me till the age of about 20. And they said, You know, you're going to go to school, you're going to work. And at that point, I was like, Well, I want to go in the military. Uh, there was a lot of education between my cousin and my uncle about that because my uncle had PTSD from Vietnam. And he was like, You don't need to go in the military. So I decided. I'll go in the reserves, I'll go in the guard, and I played out that whole role. And it's been worked, it worked out great for me. I feel like every young person needs that structure in their life, and I knew that that's what I needed at the time. Because of everything that I had been through, I was just too wild, and I was too, um, I just wanted to lash out, and I was too angry. So I was like, I need something. So I decided the military is going to be the best opportunity for me. Not knowing that I didn't want to go active duty Because I didn't want that kind of structure I went to the guard And I was like I can, I can pave my own future From that point on uh, Did that for about four years Active guard And then I got into a um, Motorcycle accident I got hit I, I basically was going down my alley My throttle got jammed up A car came whipping around the corner I dodged the car The bike went down it rolled I landed on a curb The bike came and landed right on top of my left leg And just basically cut it off at the scene um, I stood up from that point on Because I was like At that point I was like I didn't need to get up and get out of here Like I was, cops are coming and Like, I'm going to get in trouble And that was just the only thing I was thinking I was like I need to go So I got up and I tried to start walking But what happened was My right knee snapped in half And I went down on the ground I looked down my left foot was turned backwards and was hanging by the Achilles. My right knee was snapped in half. And then my um, right arm was snapped in half as well. So I had, there was no way I could, I could go anywhere. So, um, basically... At that point, were you still thinking, like, I need to get out of here? I was. So one of my neighbors actually came and jumped on top of me and I started fighting him to get away I just wanted to go I wanted to go back home I wanted to you know kind of like recollect I wanted to get my bike out of there I was more worried about the bike than myself at the time fight or flight kicked in right Yeah, yeah you're muster, <laughs> I was yeah I was going there was no I didn't I remember I didn't feel any pain all I felt was numb it felt like a big Charlie horse that you get in bed at night yeah and you're like you wake up and you're like oh my god this has got to stop that's exactly what it felt like Yeah, but that hurts. (laughs) It (laughs) It does, but just imagine that throughout your whole body, Yeah, and you'd rather feel that than the pain that's that's going to come on. So, you know, got to the hospital. I guess they went through my phone, and they found my uncle's phone number. and My uncle came. My cousin came. And then I just remember waking up, looking down. I was covered in blood. I was... You know, no part of me was straight at this point. Like my right arm was bent off to the side, my foot was like kind of back there. But oh, you were in a hospital at this point. I was. Um. So you know, long story. They went to Walter Reed uh, Military Hospital. I was there for about a month recovering, and um, then they gave me the news at this point. Now they didn't amputate my leg at that point. They basically said we're gonna try to save it so they are like, right, cool like I'm gonna be able to have all my parts and they basically told me that for about a month they said they couldn't save it anymore they tried everything they could I went through like I think I lost count after 21 I've had I had so many surgeries on my foot that I lost count um, but I remember waking up from one surgery And My bowel stopped working Like I couldn't use the bathroom or anything
2: mm-hmm.
3: And Because of so many pain medications that they gave me It's just you know certain parts of your body Don't wake up from it um, But they, they told me that They couldn't save my leg and I'd have a better Opportunity of life if They amputated it And I was already a physically fit Guy um you know, Everybody here has seen pictures of me before And I was like 205 pounds, solid muscle I was like straight into bodybuilding And physique And I was like, I just want to be as big as I possibly can So I had that mentality I was young, I was 21 I had a, I had just bought my first house at the time I bought my car, I had a motorcycle um, I had I had it all for a 20, 21 year old And I was like, so I was straight And vanity in my head and at that point (laughs) at that point i was just like well you know what i need to do um i need to accept this so they amputated my leg and i didn't i wasn't happy with it for like three weeks i remember i wouldn't let the nurses let me see it i would hold blankets up when they would come in and change my dressing i wouldn't move my leg because i couldn't it's, lot, it's a lot lighter So when I move my leg It would just be like And it would just go straight up in the air And I'm like um, No I'm like tie my leg down to the bed or something So I realized I was 21 at the time I had my cousin come talk to me I had my uncle come talk to me And I had um, He had brought My past, pastor from church And came and prayed with me About three times a week And my colonels would come in my um, chiefs would come in my friends would come in and see me and they were like you're too young to give up so I kind of went about that mentality um, took that mentality and rolled with it and I was like okay about three months later they released me from the hospital and I just wanted to go at that point I was like give me my prosthetic let me go and um, you know my cousin and my uncle um, my gay uncle helped support me and they helped bring me back and they gave me all the the comfort that i could ask for and i live with them i didn't even go back to my house for another probably almost a year mm. i just stayed with them and they supported me and at that point i was just like i want to get back into fitness but i want to inspire people at this point i'm tired of being vain i didn't like the person that i was before i was like i look in the mirror you know people would tell me you're an asshole you're this or that And And why would they say that? Why would they call you an asshole? What were you doing? I was, being that young, dumb 21-year-old, you know, I was straight into looks. I'd always have my hair done. I'd go tanning. I'd just do the gym thing. Um, I didn't even go out and drink, but when I did, I'd go out with friends. And, um, you know, I just never, I don't know, I just had this cocky attitude. With Did you feel like you were
2: better than everyone else?
3: You know I did at the time And I didn't like that Like I knew in the back of my head That that wasn't a right Thought process So I kind of like Reined that in Once I was hurt Because Then I was like Okay This is your This is your chance To restart life This is your chance To become That average person You are 130 pounds now You Have no muscle left You're You haven't eaten In three months Um So basically You're below everybody else At this point and I was like, I need to build upon this. But I want to build upon this in a, in a physical but stable way. And I did so in re- getting my body back into the condition that it was. And then I was like, to this point, I want to do something that's going to inspire others. I want to run track. I feel like running track would be more inspirational than building muscle and just having that being, you know, creation in your head of being in the gym all the time. So went and found a coach And that's where I'm at today You know I quit my job um, about, a, about a year and a half ago now I quit my full time job In the military And I just went straight reservist And now I'm out here trying to Live the life of an athlete And trying to make the world championships And you know Just trying to, trying to hustle and, and do my thing as an athlete And you live live my dreams Trust and believe So um,
2: What is the one thing You know you said that Once You know all this Information collectively got to you How you said you wanted to inspire people Mm -hmm. Um, What is the Do you have any memories so far Or like the one
3: thing that Has anyone come up to you And told you how you inspired them I mean all the time in the gym Um, whether I'm in the gym just lifting weights or whether I'm in the gym slacking off, you know, like, oh man, I really don't want to get through this workout today. Like, this sucks. Um, You know, people, there's people that'll just come up to me in a fresh gym and they'll just be like, dude, like, thank you. Thank you for helping me realize that I need to get my ass off the couch and really work. And if you can do it, I can do it. And I'll just tell them, I'm like, look man, like, anything you want to do in life You just have to have the thought that I can do it And you have to have the dedication But you have to have that mindset That goal to obtain If you don't have that goal then it's it's pointless You need a goal to obtain And you just need to envision yourself in that goal every day, And it'll happen eventually after time And you put in that hard work and that dedication And At this point that's what I did I took a huge risk And I just left my job And moved to Tampa, Florida And Found a coach. I didn't even have a coach at the time. I just hung out of the track and found a coach. Ended up working with uh, Walter Dix and Coach Ray Robinson down at um, USF. And going in, you know, that's the thing. Even they say, they're like, they they won't tell me all the time. I think Coach Ray said it to me one time. But he's like, you know, I don't know how you do it out here, man. He's like, I don't know how you do it every day. I give these guys stupid hard workouts and you follow right along with them. He's like, I, you inspire me. He's like, for sure. Uh, but I'm just like, you know, it's all mine, over never matters. It's what you think you can achieve. And that's just the, the thought process that I have when I go through things.
2: So Brittany, you look like you wanted to say something earlier.
1: No, I did. Whenever you were talking about the inspiration thing, there was like one moment that just clicked in my head that when we went to Bahama Breeze, we were going to get dinner oh, and some yeah, drinks. Breeze? Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. were going to get dinner and drinks, and there was like a 20 minute wait. And he had some like cargo shorts on, so you could see his leg. And there was a little boy who was probably six or seven, mm. and he was what a double AK?
3: No, he was a double BK. Okay, he so yeah. He, he had dinosaur legs.
1: He had two amputations below. Um, his knees Mm. and they came over and talked to us because the little boy told his mom you know hey mom like that that guy has legs like me I started tearing up like he walked over and the mom was like he wanted to just come say hi to you like he noticed that you have a leg like his and for him like kid just got down on the kid's level and was just talking to him and was just telling him like you know you can get through this like you can be whatever you want to be and so to just be on like the sidelines and see that like emotional moment it it made me tear up and I was like that's why I love him he has a big heart and just seeing that I was like it is inspirational just to see how resilient he is but that moment like resonates with me like I'll still tell people about it to this day it was just like a little a little boy so it's not just people in the gym that you know notice the hard work that he's doing it's just like somebody that you can inspire that's so young it was it was very special
0: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com/slash trip for free shipping at 365-day returns.
3: Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues
2: And you are special, man. I could feel it. You know, like, it's, it's, um, like, I'm a person of energy. Like, for me, it's all about, you know, the energy that people really, I mean, I don't care what you look like, I don't care if you have 50 pounds of lose. I don't care. You know, your gender, transgender, like, for me, I'm, like, all about energy. So, when I met you guys, I'm, like, this is, like, good, like, this is good, like, I could just feel it. So, um, that is very inspiring, so... Man, that's, that's very inspiring and, and from one track athlete to another you know I can't even ima- like, I can't even imagine doing the workouts that I do or did because mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. I play tennis. <laughs> I play tennis into and to, you know you have a prosthetic leg you have, to, you have to figure out how to learn how to run with it I'm sure it, Richard, you have to yeah. go through crazy amounts of physical therapy and it's just like I think of how tough it is just in general and then so you have to dig even deeper to make it happen so that's amazing
3: it's tough but you know it's worth it Um, yeah with like the moments like Brittany explained like that that pays off man when you just help a little kid out or you could help a grown adult out or you can you know whatever it's you're just one person you're just here to make a difference that's all and you're making a difference I appreciate
2: that. Thank you. You are listening to Trust and Believe with Sean T. I want to give a huge shout out to Todd Midget. You can find him at NC Fit Club on Instagram and Facebook. Another huge shout out to Alex Coloreo. You can find her at Alex Zero R E O on Instagram. They're both great. They help me with the podcast and they help us always trust and believe in who we are to get the message out that you have to know that you can do it. Check, check. One, two, three, check. For more support, visit me at facebook.com slash Same on
1: Instagram and Twitter. Or visit me at shauntifitness.com for more support and more motivation.